And we are live. This is a wrap it up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. Go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, Tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Well, the Raptors, the Raptors tried to give their fans another great gift just ahead of the holiday season, but it was oh so close. Raptors fall in overtime. Hard fought overtime game. 120 to 115. The Raptors lose to the Indiana Pacers as their five-game winning streak is now over. And the race in the Eastern Conference just continues to heat up as Indy improves to 21-10. and 10. Raptors fall to 21-9. and 9. And that was a very entertaining game, especially the end portion of that game. As always, thank you guys for tuning in, as you do always, on Twitter. My name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you for tuning in, as you do, after each and every Toronto Raptors game. On Twitter at Shell Alexander, taking your comments and questions there, and as well on Instagram, another feed up there. That feed is under at Sheldon Alexander. We take your comments and questions live because we are the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post game show after each and every game for your defending NBA champion, Toronto Raptors. And of course, if you ever miss an episode live, and especially over the holiday season, we know people are busy, got Christmas parties and Christmas dinners to get to. Don't worry, we got you covered because this then ends up as a podcast that you can find on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, iTunes, all that fun stuff. Just like and subscribe and search for On Blast Podcast. Again, On Blast is a network. Wrap it up as a show. Let's get to this the business, which is the Toronto Raptors falling in a, in a close game. And there's one place for me to start here, and I'll say it's Kyle Lowry again, and I'm going to say this, and it might rub people the wrong way, but Kyle Lowry putting on his Kawhi Leonard shirt here and really just carrying this team and saying, I am going to put us in a position to win this game. And we've seen it Back-to-back nights from Kyle Lowry, just this game, the shot at the end of regulation, didn't fall. But to me, that doesn't take away from the performance that you've seen from Kyle Lowry, which is straight just leadership at its finest. And I saw a couple comments of people writing in after the last pod saying, weren't you saying trade Kyle like two games ago? Weren't you saying we should trade Kyle to tank? And it's like, you guys are not understanding what I'm saying. There's no tanking involved if you're paying attention to Masai Ujiri. So the issue with Kyle Lowry, or it's not even an issue. The difference of what I've been saying is that Kyle Lowry is an asset and a very good asset that you can have. So my whole point with this whole Kyle Lowry playing well, being Kyle Lowry is what do you do with that asset? What's the best way to utilize that asset? What I mean by that is you're not trading him because you're saying you're tanking. You're trading him because what is the difference between what your realistic expectations are and reality? Does that make sense? So stop and think about that for a second. What are your realistic expectations? Because I know there's some people talking championship. Some people talk about getting back to the finals. 
And that's fine and dandy, but I'm talking about what are your realistic expectations. So that's that conversation which we can save because it's not going anywhere. It's going to continue all the way until the trade deadline, which is one of the more intriguing aspects of this season for the Raps for sure. But in the meantime, you cannot doubt that Kyle Lowry, if you are going to trade him, is helping his trade value in a big way right now because my guy is balling. And again, don't be so offended by the Kyle Lowry trade talk. I didn't make it up. I didn't start it. It's a thing. It's realistic. And if you don't think it's a thing, then you're not being realistic as a fan of the NBA and the Toronto Raptors. Does it mean that they should trade him? I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying the possibility is there. Do I think that they will trade him? To be honest, I don't think they will this season. But the conversation remains. And at the end of the day, your boy Kyle Lowry was on one yet again, finishing with 30 points, nine assists, six rebounds in this game. And when I say he put on his Kawhi Leonard suit again, one of the things I thought was so important about Kawhi Leonard last year wasn't about the fact that he was a walking 30 piece in every big game the Raptors had and during the playoffs, but it was the fact that Kawhi Leonard, when he got his buckets and Yesterday, Kyle Lowry came with 24th quarter points, obviously when the Raps needed it the most, coming out with uh, with the fourth quarter comeback, the biggest comeback ever in franchise history. But now you flip sides to this game tonight. And I thought coming in, it'd be a great opportunity for the other guys to kind of pick Kyle up because Kyle carried so much of the scoring load the night before. And if you go to the beginning of this game, the other guys did not pick Kyle up and Kyle wasn't really doing well either. If you go back to the first half, the Raptors were down 10 at halftime, 54 to 44. Kyle and and Kyle was one of six from the floor. Fred Van Fleet was one of seven. Serge Ibaka was keeping the Raptors in it. He had 15. He was basically the only offensive, you know, facet of the Raptors game that was cooking early. But as mentioned, when you need a fix, when you need that comeback, Who's going to make the plays for you? And that was Kyle Lowry. I mean, he went on his own 8-0 run to end the third quarter. It was Again, it was the way that he was doing it. My guy is hitting back-to-back threes, driving to the basket for and ones, and the, the layup right at the buzzer where he does the hesitation because everyone thinks he's going to shoot a three, but instead takes it all the way to the cup for, for the two. Right at, the, right at the end of the buzzer to give the Raps the lead going into the fourth, that's massive. And that's why I'm saying put on the Kawhi Leonard shirt because we saw that. Most importantly, probably if you remember, uh, what game was that? Game six in Toronto. Kawhi went on that run at the end of the third quarter when the Raptors were down 15. He brought them back into the game. In those big boy moments, it's about when you get the buckets, when your team needs them the most. And I think that Kyle Lowry has done that the past two games where he's kind of pacing himself, seeing when the team needs a basket. And then early on in the game, what you'll see is he'll force his way to the free throw line, force his way into getting buckets. And that's how he's making sure that the Raps don't get too far out of it. Or when they need a run started or to ignite the offense, let's say, let me just put two points up the, up on the board and get to the free throw line. But we've always seen that aspect of the game from Kyle. The part that's been incredible to me over lately, it's the shot making from Kyle Lowry. 
the threes that he, we've always seen the deep dagger Kyle Lowry three that might come up at the start of the game, that might come up at different portions of the game, but I always talk about winning time, and Kyle has come up big for this team when they needed to at least get back into the game, and I thought, again, the tough shot making that my guy was making, and I know that the last two threes that he attempted in the game, he missed one right at the buzzer, which I'll ask you guys, and I'll read the comments later on, what did you make of the last second shot at the end of regulation? Uh, basically just a Kyle ISO and he did tried to hit a step back three over Jeremy Lamb just missed it but I mean what did you guys make of that final play call would you like to see them run something maybe a pick and roll maybe Kyle drive to the basket I don't know or were you okay with that shot because I'm gonna be honest with you I was okay with that shot I know that it might not be an ideal shot I know that it's a tough shot but all my guys done the past two nights has made he's made tough shots. So if you're going to be mad at him taking that long two at the end of regulation, then you should also be mad at the other ignorant shots that he was taking and making over the past 24 hours in both of those games. Because you don't get one without the other. That's the, that's the confidence of being a big-time shot maker. So I'm okay with Kyle taking that shot at the end of regulation. It's a tough, tough shot but it wouldn't have been the first tough shot he's hit again over the past two days. Kyle Lowry doing it big for the Toronto Raptors and really leading the way. The one thing I thought that was interesting, though, was the lineup that the Raptors went with late. And shouts to Hustle Jefferson because my guy's all over the boards. And him and Serge in the front court, those guys were relentless on the glass. And he needed that against Miles Turner. And he needed that against Sabonis. But... I thought you needed more maybe creativity and Terrence Davis was hitting some big shots late. He was feeling it late and OG. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. And of course I'm playing the high, the hindsight game. So at the end of the day, who am I to argue with Nick nurse? Cause Nick nurse has been pulling all the right strings so far. Right. Again, you saw another great run by the raps where Nick nurse switched up the defense, went to a zone and he couldn't really react. So End of the day, I got no real qualms with Nick Nurse and the lineups at the end. You're going back to your main guys. And your main guys at that, that point are OG, Fred. You're bringing them back into the game, even though Serge, Hustle Jefferson, and Kyle, or actually I guess Serge would have came back in for Boucher, who bobbled a few passes late. So I can understand why Serge was needed for sure. You're going to go back to Surge, especially because he had another massive game. But all in all, I'm not mad at the Raptors' rotations down the stretch. I thought it was a great game played by Kyle Lowry again. And Fred Van Fleet, who early on struggled, as mentioned, he was 1-for-7 in the first half, but finished 8-of-18 in the whole game. And the difference was, I thought, in the second half, Freddie was taking it to the cup. Freddie was going downhill. His shot wasn't falling, and it wasn't falling the whole game. He's only one of eight from three-point land for the whole game. But he got his layups going, and he was getting out in transition. He was running up and down, and when Freddie does that and then steps out, you know he's always going to confidently shoot that three because that one three of the eight that he hit tonight was a massive, massive three by Freddie. And, hey, you... <laughs> 
that's a that's an NBA champ right there, Fred Van Fleet, who's done it on the biggest stage. So when he pulls up to shoot those deep dagger threes, again, I got no problems with that. Um, I see a lot of people in the chat talking about the refs. And if you know me on this podcast, I am never going to really come out here and blame the refs. I think the refs are trash on both sides. And I'm not going to have the audacity to come out and insinuate that a ref was blatantly on purpose making more bad calls against the Toronto Raptors than against the Indiana Pacers. I'm not going to be the one to do that. But I'll say this. The refs are just bad on both ends. And maybe when the calls that go on the other team aren't emphasized that much with what you're watching, it doesn't seem like as big of a deal. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, the rest were trash on both ends. But even more importantly than that, the biggest reason why I'm not going to blame the refs in this game, and the reason why I rarely ever blame the refs, I'm not going to take away from Indiana just shooting the lights out in that overtime period. Miles Turner comes out, and my guy was, I had had about last check at five of six from three in the game. Yeah, five of six from three in the game. That's their center, by the way. And then um, Holiday comes out, and he buries two threes as well. They're four of six as a team. That's how they started out from three in that overtime period. When you come out and you're shooting threes like that in OT, that's not the refs. It just isn't. So, end of the day, you can say whatever you want, but with the game tied at 107 and you have a last-second shot at the buzzer to win it, then you go to OT and the other team goes 4 of 6 from 3 in that overtime period, they shoot the lights out, I'm not going to be the one to sit here and blame the refs. If you guys want to do that, cool, but that's not me. Either way, though, still a great game, a super entertaining game as well. Uh, someone checks in K2's Garnett says, bro, it's about the timing of the calls that one play against Freddie was basically a five point swing and a tight game in OT. You're wrong about this one. Um, first off, are you sure you got the actual, uh, what the actual call was that was made on that one? Because yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm tiptoeing around what I say because there's something I really don't want to say cause it's not worth it. But at the end of the day, getting into the arguments about the refs making bad calls. They made bad calls on both sides, like horrible calls on both sides. Were there maybe more bad calls against the road team than at the home team? I don't know, guys, but I think that happens a lot in basketball, in general, at any level. But I'm not going to sit here and, and take away from what Indiana did in the overtime period. They just made more shots than the Raptors did down the stretch. It was a close game at the end of the day. And... Indiana won OT 13 to 18, 13 to 8, sorry. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. And I'm not going to really sit here and try to argue about the refs. I know Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse looked cheese at the end of the game, which is fine. Nick Nurse took, took a technical early. And I saw they had the stat that Nick Nurse has the most techs among coaches in the NBA this season, which I don't know what that's about, but. Hey, I don't know. Uh, let's get some more comments, though, because lots of people filtering in with comments from this game because, obviously, it was an entertaining one. Great storylines again. Great to see Kyle Lowry on back-to-back -back nights. P 
putting in work and JC checks in and says, love Kyle, love Lowry at the end, checking his ring. And Lowry had a night with the fans. You could tell he was going back and forth. There were a lot of fans going at him, talking trash both ways. He had uh, fans that were going at him early on. It looked like the fan got kicked out early on in the game for saying something to Kyle Lowry. Then there was a moment where at the end of the game, obviously Kyle misses a shot and you notice a fan, Kyle decides to point at the ring, which to me is the ultimate comeback ever because, hey, no matter what happens, he's Kyle Lowry, NBA champion <laughs> from here on out. So, hey, testy game, but I also think it's one of those things when Kyle starts getting that chip on his shoulder because of fans coming at him, that's more than likely a good thing for the Raps because it normally spurs Kyle Lowry, gets him a little more, puts a little more juice into Kyle Lowry, gets a little more hype. So that's all right. Uh, let's get some more, some more comments, though, because, again, we take your comments and questions live on this show on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. First up, let's start on Twitter. And Chase says, good game for the Raps. Honestly, at this point, I'm just praying that none of our players get hurt. I totally agree with that because big picture, if you look at the effort put out by the Raptors in this game, and obviously we know Indy's dealing with injuries too. Um, still no Victor Oladipo, but also Malcolm Brogdon, who's probably been their best player this season. Huge offseason pickup for them. Raps fans might remember his work from the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, but no Brogdon in the lineup for the Pacers. But they're a good, solid team regardless, as they show. They get great guard play. And they shoot the ball really well, shoot the ball with confidence. I thought TJ Warren was great tonight. Like that three hit in crunch time was huge, but also he just gave them solid scoring throughout the game. And you look at his overall box score 24 points, six assists, eight rebounds, two blocks, a concise and uh, 10 of 19 for TJ Warren. This is just a solid performance between him and Miles Turner, who. Only missed three shots the entire game. Nine of 12. Turner finished with 24 and 7. That's solid game. That team is an interesting team. There's a lot of depth and a lot of different players that give you different looks. Like when they turn to their bench and TJ McConnell comes off the bench and he's kind of the pesky point guard that's getting in the lane, hitting floaters. And of course you got McBuckets, who the Raps did a pretty good job on in terms of guarding him at the three-point line. Indy's a pretty solid team. They're a scrappy team and a deep team. So, again, I'm not... Credit to them. They got the dub on their home court. Raptors, nothing to hang their head about here. And I'm not about moral victories, but I think that if you don't realize the effort that this team put out when they have three massive rotation players out of the lineup then you're being unfair to, to what Kyle Lowry, what Freddie, what Serge and these boys have done over the past two days because it's a great effort, a great, great effort put in by the Raptors. And to say that you got one of those these two games against two playoff teams with three of your rotation guys out, regardless of who the other team's putting out there, that's a solid performance by the Raptors. So I'm going to give them credit for that for sure. Let's get some more comments, though. Uh, still can't believe, uh, someone says, still can't believe the Rockets traded Lowry to us because they wanted to sign Jeremy Lin. 
I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Cowboy checks in. Wow, that was some bad refing. League need to keep these refs constant, c- constant and fair. Again, the refs, I'm not going to beg on the refs, or I'm not going to blame the game on the refs, blame the loss on the refs. Were they trash? For sure. I'm not going to blame the ref. I'm not going to spend that much time talking about the refs. Uh, Sage says, please, for the love of God, trade Abaka. His court awareness is garbage. Waste man. I'm definitely not going to call Serge a waste man. I'll rarely call any NBA player a waste man. But Serge Abaka, you got to remember at this stage of his career, you're asking a lot from Serge Abaka to be your only real true center. And Serge played 42 minutes in this game, gave you 23 and nine and a block and two assists. I mean, how much more do you really want from Serge at this stage? So Serge is is perfect when he can be the combo, whether he's starting or coming off the bench, but he's around that 30-minute mark. When you're looking at 40 minutes, hey, I'll take what I'm getting from Serge Ibaka. But again, at the end of the day, asset management, that's what we're talking about. It's a conversation I'm willing to have. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Someone else makes a point of pointing out that the Pacers are also on a back-to-back. Very good point to make, uh, because I think that's a very important uh, thing that we kind of forget about. We're always focused on what the Raptors side of the schedule is, but yeah, Portland, or Portland. The Pacers also on the second night of a back-to-back. Blackhawk says, Raps put up a good fight. Can't wait for the team to be healthy. It's a great point. Has there been an update on Pascal or anyone? It's everyone still, like... We assume that Mark will be out for a while. Norm is still in a sling, so that doesn't look good. Pascal hasn't been on the bench. I know he was in the locker room at the end of last game. I saw the shouts to the guys that do open gym. I saw at the the open gym little snippet that they put out on the Raptors comeback. Pascal was was having some fun with the guys in the locker room after last night's game. Uh, so he's around the team, obviously. But do we know for sure Pascal won't be playing on Christmas Day? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, let's get to some more comments, though. There's a lot on Twitter or on Instagram. Dvad says, you can't complain about this team. New faces, tons of injuries, lots of doubters, and they're 21-9. and nine. I totally agree with that comment. There's so much when you open up the big picture of what's going on with this Raptors team this season that to sit there and say that you're at 21-9, and nine, can't be mad at that. Uh, more from Dvad says, I won't go down the ref's road, always part of the game, every single game. And I totally agree. Think about how many games you watch and you're complaining about the refs. It's not brand new. And you're naive to think that it's only the Raptors that get bad calls against them. Right? The refs are just not good. And I know the one thing they brought up during the broadcast that I will agree with, on nights like this when there's so many NBA games, because obviously... There's zero games on the calendar tomorrow, and then there are only five games on Christmas, so the whole NBA schedule schedule is open up tonight. That means every ref, the top of the top to the bottom of the bottom, are all involved at some point somewhere in the world. Um, I'm only reading these refs' comments, not because I agree, but just to read the comments from the people and to remind you guys, Stop blaming the refs. Just don't. It's not worth it. 
Akim says Davis was hot. Nurse should have let him stay in longer. I wouldn't have been mad at that. Again, Terrence Davis, who I I'm just here for more Terrence Davis minutes because I'm interested to see what he would do with consistent extended minutes, night in, night out. And my guy's just confidence. Like he was missing. I think he started the game 0 for 5. And then in crunch time, when the Raps needed some buckets, my guy bangs in back-to-back threes like it's nothing. Unfazed, no worries at all. Understands his role of cutting to the basket. Kyle found him on a nice dump down under the rim. I thought that was dope. It's just, you know, another thing where I look at it and I think this guy, that's a find. That's another great find by the Toronto Raptors team. Uh, Pastor Wesley says, did not know that Turner could shoot like that. Turner, I think, is another great example of guys that have gone to Team USA camp and how much they've come back the following season and you've seen their game take a leap. And if you think about it, it makes total sense. You're working out with other NBA players and NBA coaches for the entire offseason. You're playing in high-pressure games and situations. And yes, even though Team USA obviously didn't win the World Cup, you still got those reps. And if you're a guy like Miles Turner... How is that not going to be valuable in helping the development of your game? So did I, I didn't know he could shoot the three like that, and I don't think he does shoot the three like that night in, night out. What was he, five of six from three? But end of the day, my guy was shooting it with confidence. Co- such confidence at one of those, it looked like he just kind of flung up at the end of the shot clock, and that still went in splash. So I don't know. End of the day, to see what their front court is doing, both Miles Turner and uh, Sabonis, who had a solid game. Uh, I thought the Raps did a pretty good job on Sabonis for the most part. And and uh, it's interesting to see how good that team has been playing lately, just with those two big guys. And it makes you wonder, what's it going to be like when Victor Oladipo comes back and you have that full team of Oladipo and Brogdon in the backcourt? It's, it's a pretty interesting team. And I don't know when Oladipo's coming back, but you still thinking that it'll be sometime at the end of this season, right? Um, let's get some more comments, though. Jeff Berg checks in on Twitter, and I tweeted that I wasn't mad, and I said on this pod, I wasn't mad at Kyle's last shot at the end of regulation. Jeff Berg checks in and says, not mad at Kyle, but drive it, and they would have overplayed Dis to Surge or RHJ for the win. Maybe, possibly, but... Sometimes, and I always say this, and salute to Kenny the Jet Smith, who simplifies the game sometimes and says basketball sometimes is very basic. It's your best player versus my best player, and it's a make-or-miss league at the end of the day because these are all NBA guys that can get their shot off. How confident are you in getting your shot off? And that's when a Kyle shots. He hits when he's super confident that, that going left, step back three, Live and die with the results. Because again, I've been saying this. If you're okay with all the ridiculous shots Kyle was taking and making to lead the comeback the past two nights, I'm going to be okay with what he did at the end of regulation. You don't get one without the other. That's how the confidence game works. That's how the chip on his shoulder works. Would it be better to draw something up? I don't know. I don't know. Like how much better 
of an opportunity are you going to get than what you did in terms of hot shooting Kyle Lowry making a play? Or, or I think the bigger part is if you're Nick Nurse, trusting Kyle Lowry to make that play. Because I think that's a big part of this too. That you're just trusting it to say, you know what, I'm going to let this ride. My best player has the ball in his hands. I'm going to trust and live and die with the decision that he makes. I think that's that says a lot. And again, it's just make or miss. Next time, maybe he makes it. Um, someone else checks in. I think this says Elspeth checks it and says, I'm sick to death about the trading Kyle, our franchise player and five-time all-star BS talk. Realistically, we're in it until we're not, and I'm fed up with the trade Kyle, blah, 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 blah. Enough already. I understand that's a lot of the, the the mood of the fan base and I get it and I understand it. And all I'm going to ask the people that feel that way, and I'm not even saying you guys are wrong because I respect your opinion. I understand your opinion. There's an emotional attachment to Kyle Lowry and he's an easy person to cheer for because he lays it out on the line night in, night out. So I get it and I understand it. The only thing that I will ask you guys is this. What are your realistic expectations for what you want this franchise to be? Because I would question you and ask you, if the Raptors won the NBA championship last year, does that now change the level of the bar that you want this team to get to on a consistent basis? Do you want to be competing for an NBA championship realistically year in, year out for as long as possible? Or are you okay with just winning the championship and then being like, all right, cool, we make the second round, I'm good. That's my question to you. That's all I'm wondering. You guys can decide and answer that and and answer that for, hey, that's all I, that's all I can say about that. But end of the day, so many comments and questions filtering in on both sides. Raptor fans are, you know, fired up after that game as a Raptors fail to win an overtime game against the Indiana Pacers as they fall 120 to 115. And let me get some more comments here because everyone is tuning in and filling up the chat group on both sides, whether you're on Instagram or on Twitter. I like this comment here. Uh, someone on Twitter says, after all the all after all the injuries, are we putting up a good fight? Yes, go raps. Totally agree with that. Totally, totally agree with that. Uh, Glow Girl Smile says, need to focus on winning the Christmas game against the Celtics. Raps just fell short, as Lowry said post-game. Diaz says, congrats to the Indiana Pacers tonight. This will be the highlight of their season. First round exit. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, also says, shout out to Lowry for wanting all the smoke. Again, I love Kyle Lowry. When I bring up trading Kyle Lowry, it's not because it's not because of a detriment to Kyle Lowry. It's not a knock on Kyle Lowry. It's just a realistic choices that need to be made sooner or later with what you want this team to be. Do you want to go back to trying to get to the championship level? Or do you think this team is at championship level right now? Because I don't. And that's okay. That doesn't even mean that I'm right. But if I think that the Raptors max or what i think the realistic you know expectations for this raptors team as currently constituted is the second round of the playoffs i personally don't think that if you trade kyle lowry you're messing up getting to the second round of the playoffs 
And that's why I have a different viewpoint on this. That's all. And again, we'll see who at the end is right. And I'm doing air quotes because it'll play out however it plays out. But I just think it comes down to that argument. The people that don't want to trade Kyle Lowry, they think that this Raptors team can get back to the NBA Finals. I'm just not one of those people. And that's okay. We're allowed to disagree. This is why we have these conversations, hopefully to enlighten and share opinions and grow as Raptors fans. <laughs> How about that? But either way, great game tonight. If you're, if you're like basketball, you like entertaining ball, that was a fun game. And I love the fact that at the end of the day, Kyle Lowry on back-to-back -back nights has shown that at least for these two games, in big boy time, in crunch time, what do you do in winning time? Kyle Lowry has shown that he he wants to smoke. Now, do, is this the way it's going to be when Pascal's back? I don't know. Is it going to be this way the whole season? I don't know. Is it going to be this way in the playoffs? I don't know. But the point remains, as of now, for these last two games... Kyle Lowry wants to smoke in crunch time. And I'm here for it because it's entertaining as hell to watch. Now, if you're talking bigger picture and you might be wondering why I kept bringing up Kawhi or why I'm saying, you know, because I find it funny that Kyle Lowry has good games and everyone's like, see, he's the greatest Raptor ever. See this, see that. And it's like, you guys forget that, Ka that Kawhi was a walking 30 piece in the playoffs, <laughs> like in the playoffs when it matters the most. And the NBA Finals. So I'm cool. I'm here. I'm enjoying these games right now. I just told you. That was a great 24 hours Kyle Lowry just had. Great back-to-back -back games. But let's keep it a buck. It's December 23rd. If we're going to May 23rd and Kyle Lowry is doing this, bravo. I will clap my hands for that. And again, the difference is consistency, right? Because a consistent 30-piece every night night in night out that's the levels to this shit that we're talking about i'm just here giving my opinions sharing the love that is a wrap wrap it up podcast because i love basketball i love this city and i love how much kyle lowry has put on for this city so don't ever take it as a disrespect or that i'm dissing kyle when we talk about the trade talk it's just about how do you maintain this championship level of competing year in and year out and again the difference is, if you think that Kyle Lowry gets you to the to the finals, that's why you guys still want, you don't want Kyle Lowry to be traded. I don't think that this team can get to the finals. So it comes down to what your expectations are. And as long as we're having that conversation, I'm here for that debate. But when it switches to, you said trade Kyle and Tank, nobody said anything about tanking. I still think this is a very good team. Let Terrence Davis cook. Let Freddie show us what his next contract should be. And I don't know if you ever fully get to know that once you still have Kyle Lowry here. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But, hey, holiday season. This was a great time. It's a good time. Kyle almost gave us back-to-back -back great nights. Like, imagine if he hit that shot to win it. Imagine that. That would be incredible. If he hit that shot, <laughs> that's all I was thinking. I'm like, if Kyle Lowry hits that shot at the end of regulation, man, I might have just came on the podcast and just said salute to Kyle Lowry and then hit end because that's all that needed to be said. <laughs> Bravo, Kyle Lowry. But hey, great game. 
and now shift gears to Christmas Day and the Toronto Raptors now move into a back-to-back against the Boston Celtics. And I know the Raps are still injured, but these will be two tough games against a team who's playing really, really well. And all I'll say is, are you not entertained? Because I'm entertained. And I hopefully... I really hope that this podcast was entertaining for you as well, because my name is Sheldon Alexander. This is the Wrap It Up Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Whether you were on Twitter at Shell Alexander or on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, or whether you're listening to this, you're part of the podcast crew, tuning in on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify, all those places. Really appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening. Like and subscribe. Share the wealth that is the Wrap It Up podcast because this is for you, the only live and interactive Raptors postgame show here for you after each and every Toronto Raptor game. So Christmas Day, we'll be here as well. Don't worry. Tune in. We got more conversation for you while the the, the chefing is going on for the uh, Christmas dinners. But either way, we'll be here postgame as we are all the time because i used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always unpolished and unapologetic until next time see ya on blast